Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Cooper Lydon is Alone podcast. Um, this is kind of the spot for uh, breaking news. This is kind of the spot for the wildest stories that are coming out of pop culture right now. So you're in the right place if you wanted to hear um, crazy stuff. I don't know. I've been uh, pissed lately. Just been pissed. And it's, I think it's just because I've been uh, going on my phone more. I just I, I had a good beginning of the year with a sort of a light, silent resolution. I wasn't loud about it, but I was like, I'm going to not go on my phone for like the first hour of every day. And I've broken that, and now I wake up every day, and I'm like, what the fuck? And that's just every day. Because I don't know how to fix any of the problems that I'm seeing on there, and social media is all problems. It's like it's either just somebody making a joke, or it's a it's a big fucking problem, and somebody being like, why doesn't anybody give a shit about this problem? And it's like, well, because this is also the place where people make jokes. Talking about Twitter more so. Instagram is at least like, I think with Instagram, the problem that you're looking at takes up your whole page. Like, that's like the whole, the whole screen is the video of a person dying that didn't need to die or something like that. Like, you have the whole page. And then you scroll to another one, and then it's sort of, uh, you know, a guy teaching his son to golf, and that's nice. But with Twitter, it's bunched up. So you just see, like, nobody's talking about what's happening in Beirut. And then under that, you have the same guy teaching his kid to golf. So there's no, you know, Twitter is just like a jambalaya of the worst shit in the world all of the time. Just over and over again. Like, it's it's fucking ridiculous. So there's kind of no, there's really just no end to it, and I don't know what to do. And I don't know what people want me to do. I saw a video of a guy that was exposing people for being pieces of shit, which I guess is good, I guess. You know, you gotta, can't, you gotta hold people accountable. But the video is very convoluted. It was a guy on an airplane, a white guy, and he texted his friend. They both texted it to each other, I guess, because they thought it was funny, because they're fucked up. They were messaging each other, uh, all N-words must hang. I guess that's one of their bits in their group. That's one of their big jokes, that you can just text that over to your boy. And he's like, nice, you know. Um... That's a rough group. Don't be in that group. If you're in that group, get out of that group. Um, or maybe move to the woods. Maybe you just suck and you should be... Well, don't move to the woods because then you start you start groups. Those guys that like to talk about how people should hang usually do actually love the woods and getting together. If you go to the woods, people will follow you. Don't Alyssa, I don't know what to do. Point is, they saw this guy. And uh, they somehow found out where he worked, and they found out that the guy texting him also worked at that place. They were like co-managers, or one was the owner and one was the manager of a company that sells plastic barrels used for transporting oil, primarily. Um, so now, at the end of the video, like I have these guys' names, and I know where they work, and then... The guy at the video is like, you shouldn't be such a piece of shit. And then the video just ends, though, which is kind of like, 
I don't know, like, like maybe the video should end with being like, hey, Venmo me a hundred dollars, I'll go kill this guy or something. You know what I mean? Like, I get like you know, like how's this gonna end? Because I saw that, and it's weird because when you they post these videos online. It's like this idea of spreading awareness, which is also kind of the idea that that video is not where it ends, that some accountability is eventually held. But I think for the most part, it's not. So it's like that video is kind of the the thing that will have the most impact. Definitely the most people will be aware just of that video. I have no idea what has happened to these guys. I guess I could Google it. And the chances of a news agency picking that up as a story is not small nowadays but i don't know what to do because now i just know that the guys that own the plastic barrel company are fucking racist and that's that's all i know and i can't i listen i'm not buying barrels from them i i'll tell you that much but at the same time, I also forgot the name of the company. So if I get into some sort of business where I need to hold large amounts of oil, I could accidentally be ordering from this racist barrel company, which I guess is bad. But it's also weird because it's like they, one of the guys at least, owns the fucking business. So it's not like you can call the business and tell him to fire this guy. Like, he owns it. So I guess to... If you if you want to fuck his shit up because you don't want him to have power, I guess, then you have to like convince his clients to stop buying barrels from him. At that point, now you just have a poor racist, which historically are very angry people. If you make a racist poor, they storm the capital. Like, they don't have a business to lose, so they're going to the capital. The people at the capital riots worked for the barrel company. They didn't own the barrel company. The guys that own the barrel company, they don't leave their house. They fortify their house in gated communities to stay away from people. But the these guys, they just they they got nothing to lose. They just run into the capital. But I don't know what to do. I see videos like that all of the time. Just all of the time of Finding out that two random men are racist is is what I see almost every day. Just some guy named Scott in Illinois, and he's a fucking racist. And I'm like, all right, well, if I run into Scott, then I guess I won't become best friends with him. I could do that for you. I won't, I won't hang out with Scott. I promise, if I, even if he's cool, even if, you know, because if I meet him, he's not going to do anything racist to me, you know, but even if he's just, all he talks about is how fun golf is, and I totally agree, I'll still be like, no, Scott, I've seen your video where you texted your friend a picture of Emmett Till, and he said, ha, 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 or something, you know, whatever weird, a lot of, ra- it's crazy when people are so racist that the joke is just just the racism um you just t- you just text a person a racist phrase and they're like fucking nice let's go sell some barrels you know what i mean but i don't know you know i don't know what to do i don't know how to fix the problem of racist barrel makers you know it's not something i can solve 
But nonetheless, I will continue to try and hunt down these men like the Nuremberg trials, um, and we will bring them to justice. It's just weird when you find out that a guy harbors bad thoughts. I don't know what to do at that point, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm not, it's like, okay, so this guy's racist. I'm, I'm assuming we should look into his hiring practices? Because that's, that's the power that I can think that he has, is who he's hiring. So I guess we could look into that and see if he's been racist there. But other than that, you know, people need these barrels. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what you want me to do. I think if you're the guy making a video, you got to also be the guy, I don't know, fighting the guy or something? Like, can you go fight him? That's how I want those videos to end, is when somebody makes a video where they're like, I found out that this guy who lives here is a fucking racist. I'm going to go fly there, and I'm going to try and fight him. Even if you lose the fight, that's how I'd like the video to end. You know what I mean? Even if you fuck up and you get your ass beat, I'm still on your side, you know, because you flew, you got the ticket. You went through TSA. You packed a bag. You know what I mean? You packed three outfits, you know, one for the day of. One for uh, the fight, and then just a comfy one for the flight back. You know, you did all that work. You got days off work. Then you went to go fight Zachary Panuchik in Wyoming. Because he works at a factory, and he texted his friend a racist joke, and you got to take him down. I think the video should end in a fight, because everybody loves fight videos. So these guys could at least make content off of it. You know what I mean? Because it's like the only way to get people to do anything good now is if they can make content off of it. So if you are willing to go out and punch these guys in the face, then okay, I like it. Go make that video. But if you're just going to make the video and then just go, how about that? I don't know, man. That's kind of just fucking my day up. Now I'm just bummed out that that guy exists because I'm not flying there to fight him. No, I'm staying right the fuck here, okay? I'm not going to fight random racist for you. That's not my job. That was not what I signed up for. I don't know. I don't know. You got, it's just, uh, just shit like that all the time. But yeah, content does make people do good things. Makes people do terrible things, but it's like, it's also like everybody's, uh, a lot of different, and I think very they, all the opinions make sense to me. A lot of opinions because Mr. Beast, that streamer, he, uh, YouTuber, he spent a bunch of money to cure a thousand people of blindness. And apparently, most blind people, about half the population of blind people in the world, can be fixed with a 10-minute procedure. Because most people that are considered blind, it's not like they just see black. They just see so shitty that they kind of mind as well. Like, they could have a guy in front of them, but they'd be like, I don't know who this guy is. This is a blob. And they're like, that's your daughter, Linda, you know? Um, so he he paid a bunch of money so a thousand people could just bang it out. And they could go in and just get that procedure. And everybody's saying, like, man... It's so fucked up that we live in a country where 
you have to fucking wait for a YouTuber to come save you if you want to see. Um, and they're saying that because that's the truth. That is literally the truth. If you have any kind of, of physical deformity in America, you have to hope that Mr. Beast is not grossed out enough by it to come and save your fucking life. Because if he doesn't want to make a video out of it, you are not going to get the cancer treatment you need to survive and raise your children. It is all up to Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is God now. He is the only one that can save us because for some reason he seems to be the the you know one of the few rich guys who will actually do nice things. The problem is you just got to be on you have to be on camera. That is the only problem is you do totally have to be on camera and you need to play the fucking part, okay? Because if Mr. Beast gives you your eyesight back and you don't cry out of those newly seeing eyes, he's going to stab him. You, he's taking the eyes back, okay? That is the Mr. Beast rule, okay? If Mr. Beast saves your eyes, you got to do about 15 minutes of crying so they can edit it out to a good 30 seconds and throw it in the YouTube video, okay? That's what Mr. Beast wants to see. Your fucking tears. That's what he paid for, okay? That's what daddy paid for. The tears. Get him in 4K. You're lucky to have all these viewers. You're more lucky to have all the views on you than you are your own eyesight. You have no idea the kind of exposure that Mr. Beast is giving you right now. You are beyond lucky. But I don't know. I mean, you know, it it is so fucking just funny that, like, that is the closest we get to, like, some sort of socialized medicine. Because I don't know if, you know, Medi-Cal which is California's um, free or at least reduced-cost healthcare system, would pay for the, for the blind thing. I feel like there has to be some weird fucked-up insurance rule where they're like, well, it's not like being blind kills you, so you don't really need the operation. You know, like, I think that's the kind of shit that you would get. Or at least... They're going to make you pay for a shit ton of it. And it's probably an expensive procedure. Anything small on your body, for some reason, is going to cost a lot. If they want to fix your teeth, that's going to cost a lot. Even though they're tiny. I think teeth sometimes might cost more than arms. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. I haven't uh, broken an arm. Um, but my teeth are fucked up, and it's, it's pretty pricey. It would be funny if Mr. Beast did that but just with like a guy's teeth like he just like 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 this tooth right here like the one in the front it kind of presses out from the other so you can I can like touch the side of it you know what I mean like it's fucked it's crooked it would be funny though if Mr. Beast did like a a video where people are just getting their tooth fixed just a little bit like they're not even any more attractive just a little bit and then they see it and they're like this is gonna fucking change everything for me I'm going to get out of this fucking halfway house and stop doing heroin every fucking day. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like, if you came to me and you were like, do you want to vote for Joe Biden again? Or do you want to vote for Mr. Beast? I don't know. Because to be honest, I do have evidence of Mr. Beast helping out some people with their health. Joe, I don't know really what he's been up to. I mean, he might have been one of many signatures on some health care bills. I don't know. But, I mean, Mr. Beast has the evidence and a lot of eyes on that evidence, let me say. It would be nice to have a president with some self-made clout. You know what I mean? Not just buddying up to Obama. Mr. Beast did this all on his own. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think Mr. Beast should be president, and I think they should let him use all of our money. I say, fuck the budget. Whatever pie graph that they have, I want them to say, fuck the budget. Now it's one pie. It's a whole color. It's a solid color, an indigo blue, and it just says Mr. Beast, and that's where all our money goes, and he can take whatever trillions or billions of dollars that we have and he can use it to set up helicopters that drop needles with insulin from 3,000 feet up and he can like have a guy with the parachute film the needles falling and you know in them hitting diabetic people or whatever you know or call it you know make it a trend you know call it get an insulin or whatever and do it across the country. I don't know. I'm just saying if Mr. Beast was the president, you definitely at some point would have something pretty cool airdropped into your community. I think every person in America would, he would just start airdropping. I think he would just do an absolute blitzkrieg on America, except instead of bombs it would be ps5s and he would just they would come raining down from the skies crashing onto people's roofs in specially designed boxes that we've spent trillions of dollars on that don't break you know and then you know you can you can sell those and you can make some money to buy hamburger helper for your family or whatever you need you know what I mean? He would change money from dollars to PS5s, and he would rain them down upon us every day. I don't know. It's it's so funny. The more politics drags on, the, the more people I'm allowing into the potential president list. Mr. Beast, like I said, videos of him doing cool stuff, good enough for me. You know? Fucking, um, if the Hawaiian singer is, was still alive, you know, the guy that sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow and died from being all fat, I would vote for him for president. I'd definitely vote for him for president. I'm just starting to realize I don't know if it totally matters who's president. I think it's just more about how they act when they're on stage. Because I, I'm starting to realize, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it matters that much who is president. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it could be anybody as long as that person is being uh, generally pleasant. The problem is Trump would come on stage and he was like, 
Because I kind of feel like when a president gets in office, some guy that you've never heard of and will never hear of shows up and he's like, here's what you're going to do, okay? Some of that shit you promise we're not going to let you do. And you're going to keep this chain of events that have been going for this amount of time going because that's the way it has to be. And if you don't, then somebody's going to shoot you publicly, okay? Because you're a president, which means if you get shot, People have to see it. You can't get... It's not like the president could be like... Can you imagine if they're like, the president found dead in the White House? They'd be like, well, obviously the White House killed the president, you know? So if you got to kill the president, you got to pay some guy to spend some amount of time in jail and, you know, fucking do whatever. But, um... I don't know. That's John Hinckley Jr. is out now. I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but I was just thinking that's funny... I feel like they, it would be funny if they gave him money to try and kill the president, which I don't think they did, obviously. But if they did, and they think he's just going to get out, but then all of a sudden social media comes on, he gets out, and they're like, oh, now he's playing guitar online. We really did not want this guy to be around like that. But, you know, I, I don't think the president really is the president in the way that we think of them. I don't think they sit behind the desk and they're like, here's what's going to happen. I think a lot of the president's job is people coming up to them and being like, here's what's going to happen. And you're like, who the fuck are you? And you're like, the guy that'll kill you if you don't listen to what I'm saying. So I think the president's real power is kind of vested in his speech. It's vested in the times that he has to go into press conferences and speak. Because when he's up there, it's like live. So you can't stop him from saying wild shit. And that was always Trump's presidency. Like, he did, there was policy that was put into place that made news that he did. But that was probably literally under 10 stories, and one of them was, like, getting Wiz Khalifa out of jail, you know. And then the others were fucked up shit. But it's like most of the stories were like, did you hear what he said? Because that's the power that he has, is they go, you know, every time he got on stage, I feel like they were like, fuck, he is blowing up our spot every fucking time he's up there. You know what I mean? And I'm sure he knew what he couldn't really say, but at the same time, it's like, that's the power you have. So my point is, whoever is elected president should look nice, they should sound nice, and they should say nice things that are, I honestly think the president should now, not honestly, jokingly, before somebody gets mad at me, I think the president now should be not political. That's what I'm saying. The president should have no political view. How about that? What if the president wasn't into politics? Could we try that out? What if the president just went up and he was just a guy that went up and he was like, today I went to Cold Stone. When was the last time you went to a Cold Stone Creamery? Like it, love it, gotta have it. I gotta love it. And uh, I'll tell you what, I got a strawberry, I got a strawberry, but it was vanilla, and they they took the things and they mashed the strawberries into it. It was really nice, and Cold Stone is still a business that is open, and you should still go. It's just, it's next to the movie theater, if you remember. That's where the Cold Stone is. You should go, and you should try it out. And then he would, uh, you know, Cold Stone would be back, and then that's more businesses opening up. Boom, president did a good job. You know what I mean? That would be great. I don't want the president... To go up there and be like, we're going to do this because these guys didn't, didn't know. Just I want to have a president to go up there and just be like, hey, man, you know, everybody 
tried their best. And um, tomorrow, every single Chili's across the nation is going to have two-for-one um, shots, you know, whatever. Just bring a good vibe, you know what I mean? Because everybody's bummed out now. And I think um, what a president is actually supposed to be is uh, dead and gone and not a thing anymore. At one point, the president was the guy that was supposed to lead the nation. That's still the job. Isn't that funny to even think about? Like, think about, you know, if you're an American watching this, which you most likely, statistically you are, based on the views. But if you're not, and you live in a country where you also kind of think your leader's a dumbass, but maybe not as bad as the last dumbass, then you might resonate. It's just funny to think about the fact that their job is technically the leader of the nation. But that is not how anybody, at least in America, views the president anymore. It's just Joe Biden is such a weird main side character in America. It's fucking hilarious. Like, George Santos gets more press than our own president, and it's because he's a fucking asshole and did drag a while ago and now says he's not doing drag. And that gets so much more press than anything the president has to say. He is far from the main character of politics anymore, which is just so... And it's weird, because it's like, the reason he's the side character is because he's the main character, but he's just sort of bumbling. So, like, when you are the president, and you're supposed to lead everybody, but you're walking around being like, look at this big truck I'm in! Like, you just become, you're just immediately relegated to just, like, being a joke to people. Which is, like, crazy now. Like, there's no virtue in even being the president anymore. Like, I honestly think if Joe Biden walked into a restaurant and that restaurant was filled with mostly Gen Z employees, their first thought would not to be like, oh, you have to get him a table right now and you have to get it in the back and you have to serve him better than any fucking customer coming in. They would honestly just text their friends like, Jesus Christ, Joe Biden just fucking showed up. And they would make him wait for a table. And who's to say that's bad? I don't know. A man of the people. That sounds like, I started to sound like a very old man there. I was like, they would make Joe Biden wait for a table now if he wanted to go to dinner. I would much rather have those kinds of opinions that just don't aren't actual opinions. Just to be an old man and have this podcast. But yeah, it's like the the... Joe Biden is just like a funny joke now. And like, Trump was also a joke, but he also made his own jokes and was also a piece of shit. And him being a piece of shit impacted the country in a way that he was the leader of the country. He was just such a fucking asshole that now the country was fucked. But at least he led us there. Where Joe is not really leading us anywhere. Joe is kind of like giving us a, a house tour and getting lost in his own house. I mean, like, oh, no, I think your living room is back by the bed. He's like, all right, you know. And you then you kind of look at your your wife that you're at his dinner party with, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? He doesn't even know where he is, you know. How is his house so big? How does this work, you know? But I don't know. It's like, you know, 
there's a, there's something inspiring, I guess, that we live in a country where the president is like eighty fucking five. Like with the amount of ageism a country has to not have for that to be possible. What even is ageism at this point if every single fucking president is 90 years old now? Like, all of our elected officials are so fucking old. If you told me there was a problem with ageism in this country, I'd be like, yeah, the problem is that we believe only people who are about to die should lead the country. It's a real problem. But I don't know. I think it's like, starting to feel like you're like running out of options with like how silly Joe Biden can act which is a da- which is dangerous for a country when people start to feel like they will just kind of try something new out that's when you really have to worry about the state of the union is when people are like I'll try it out cuz I was kidding but even me saying I would let Mr. Beast be the president like that is a tiny bit the same mechanism that got Hitler to lead Germany. It was just people just being like, you know, this our, we're literally burning our money to stay warm. We have no fucking economy. And they're like, who's screaming over there? And then it was Hitler, and they were like, uh, all right. And then I'm sure a couple of years later, a lot of them are like, well, this was a bad idea. They're taking our neighbors away. I already voted for the guy. And it's because they wanted to try something new, you know? That's why it's funny when people are, you know, people who hate Joe Biden are like, oh, liberals, are you happy with Joe Biden? And you're like, no. But uh, maybe it's not about being happy he's the president. Maybe I actually shouldn't feel elated about any president. You know what I mean? Maybe it's bad if the leader comes out and everybody fucking cheers. Like, the le- when the leader comes out, everybody should maybe give a polite clap or just like a, what's up? As if to say, what's going on? Do your job. Let us know. We're going to get back to watching, you know, reruns of Family Matters on Comedy Central. Let's hurry this up, you know. You got to respect Joe Biden for still trying to be inspiring because that's always where he shoots himself in the foot. That's what everybody makes fun of him for is that he tries to make up all these phrases or he tries to seem cool or he puts on sunglasses and it's like so fucking funny to be like an old ass man and still just try and come out and be like, I'm going to go out and get everybody pumped up, you know, because it's like the old men don't do that. Old men put people at ease. It's like, Joe, use your old man powers wisely because you're not the, let's fucking go, which he definitely was when he was 20. But he's not now. He's like, just go out there and try your best. You know, like that's what he's good at now because he's an old fucking man who's, you know, been through. He's had some terrible family tries. He's got stuff to say, I'm sure. I don't think any of it has to do with our country, but I do think Joe Biden has some decent advice about dealing with multiple deaths in your family at one time and then everybody calling you a piece of shit, and I'm sure some people saying you're somehow responsible. You know, I'm sure he has some stuff to say. But, I mean, you got to defend him for fucking up almost every single speech he has and still trying to speak metaphorically. That's crazy. 
like, can you imagine your mind is fading? You already can't think and act the way that you should. And you're like, I'm going to speak sort of, you know, everything I say will be an allegory. And it's like, Joe, Joe, you tried to ask me where the kitchen was yesterday. And you called your daughter a bitch eight times. Bitch, I'm sorry. The bitch, the kitchen, the kitchen. You can't go up there and try and rile people up with cryptic but positive words of wisdom. You know, you can't be like, the storms of the thing, because everybody's like, wait, does he think that it is raining right now? Why is he talking about storms? And he's like, hey, some bad. It's like, he's got to, you got to pull back. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't even see that in old folks' homes, you know? You, you're never going to see an old person with dementia being like, let me give you some, uh, some, some quick phrases that you might read out of a book by Mark Twain. You know what I mean? Usually they're trying to stick to the stone-cold facts, you know? You say, it's hot, you know? That's what Joe, I think Joe Biden, he could... If they came out and they were like, Joe's only going to talk about the weather from now on, I'd be like, thank God for Joe, that he he can probably handle that. You know, if he just went outside every day and he was like, it's sunny, and then everybody's like, woo! He could crush that. He can tell when it's sunny. I can tell you that. I don't know. I feel like Joe Biden doesn't really think about doing president stuff like until somebody comes up to him and mentions it. Like I feel like he just wakes up next to his wife, and he's just like, what do you want to do today? And she's like, what? He's like, "This, go get a hot dog? And then the guy's like, Mr. President, you need to meet with Benjamin Netanyahu today. And he's like, then what? You know, and they got to explain to him what Israel is because he forgot, and he keeps telling them that that wasn't around when he was born, and they're like, that's not true. You're not 100, but okay, you know. I think it was 1920. Now, why would it be 1920? For some reason, I didn't think it was 1920, but I was watching the Adolf Eichmann trial, and for some reason I thought that they said that Israel was invented in 1920. I don't know. Listen, yeah, I don't know when the country was created, okay? But I was within 300 years because it's less old than that. I don't know, yeah, I've... uh, been watching the trial of a Adolf Eichmann, the, the famous Adolf Eichmann trials. Not to Gen Z people, like, but it was a big deal. It's so weird to. It's so weird to look at, like a Nazi's face, while there's people that he wanted to kill in front of him, because they always look at the Jewish people who escaped or however they did survive the Holocaust. They just always look at them like some part of their old job or something. You know what I mean? Like you would, cause like these, these, uh, these Jewish people now living in Israel are giving testimony of their experiences at the trial, um, to show to the world, the true gravity of what was done to them during the Holocaust. And then to take that gravity and to look at the guy in the glass box protecting him from getting shot and going, he 
is a huge part of that gravity. So what you just felt, he created. You, you should feel it. And that's important for those kinds of trials. It's crazy because they always show the Nazi. And your brain wants it to be simple. Your brain wants his expression to either be like, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm so dumb for being a Nazi. You know? Or him just be like, yeah, I am still so fucking mean. No, they don't do that at all. This guy is, the, you know, he helped orchestrate one of the greatest travesties in man's history. And these people are explaining that. And he's just sitting there like, Like, he just looks like everybody else listening. And he's listening. He's saying, like, what did that guy say? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Right, right. I would be, I mean, if I was a Nazi who was on trial after having escaped Germany and that trial was being filmed going across the world, I would be very scared about all of my subtle movements and how that might look because what if you were just there all day and like while the guy's giving a testimony you're just like (sighs) you know or just like (sighs) like that's that's like a bad vibe you're gonna lose the trial you know that was a fucking crazy. He pleaded not guilty. But wild move for a Nazi to plead not guilty. Like, dude, they went to Argentina and they kidnapped you and they kind of violated laws that everybody's going to ignore because you're definitely the right Nazi. Like, because the Mossad, Israel's um, like special services, they they went to Argentina and they found this guy and they kidnapped him, and they got him to sign a statement that said he would agree to be tried in Israel, and then they flew him to Israel, which is not really protected under any laws, necessarily. There's not necessarily like a world law that's like, you can just go kidnap a Nazi. Which, honestly, they I don't know why they didn't make it. They should have just put down in a book, like, if you see a Nazi, you can... Those, those are people you can kidnap. You can kidnap Nazis. Not regular people who are on their way to work. Not those people. But if they're a Nazi, you can put them in a burlap sack. And they're like, I don't want to. You know, you can do that. And they did. But Argentina was pretty unhappy about it. But even though that law is not written down, nobody said anything. Like, they kidnapped a Nazi from Argentina. Then Argentina was like, what the fuck? You can't take our Nazi. I guess. I don't know why they would be a, a huff about it. If I was Argentina and somebody kidnapped a Nazi from my country, I would just be like, what? How'd he get in there? It's not like we made a deal with all of those guys to get a bunch of money and we would harbor them and not tell them, what? Oh my God. But no, Argentina, when they stole this Nazi, Argentina was like, give us our fucking Nazi back. You don't just take our Nazi. We love Nazis. We're Argentina. For some reason, we are more than okay with Nazis. 
Can't even believe you would think we weren't. Rude Jude over there. That was just for the rhyme, but I I did forget that Jude is like German for Jude. My bad. That was truly unintentional, but maybe totally what Argentina would have said, considering they're, for some reason, they love Nazis. I don't know why. But they were mad, and they took them. And uh, nobody stopped them, because it's a Nazi. Um, and Israel wanted to put him on trial. And everybody was like, well, that happened in Germany. And Israel was like, yeah, but we're from, you know, we, we're, we're the reason this exists. It uh, kind of made sense to everybody. Everybody was like, all right, makes enough sense. You can kidnap him. You can put him on trial in Israel. And that was all, he's already going to lose. But he still has a call at the end of that to be like, I didn't do it. Which at that point, he's like, what is the not guilty trial? Like, they need to, they got to invent laws before those guys even come in there. They got to invent laws that are like having been a Nazi. Like, that alone. Like, even if you fucking joined and then broke your leg and didn't have to work for the Nazis again after two days, you still got to do five years for having been it. You know what I mean? Just even just baseline, you were a Nazi. That's 20 years off your life that you got to spend in jail. But it's, you know, it's all this stuff where it's very vague and orchestrated, and he just says, you know, not guilty, and... I don't know. It's it's insane. It's insane that actual members of the Third Reich existed in the world. And I maybe a couple of them still do, I guess, if they haven't died out yet or if they're still hiding, they're not sure, you know. But it's crazy because there's Nazis in the world right now, and we all know their political opinions because there's the ones that weren't actually part of the Third Reich just kind of go on YouTube, and they're like, I'm not a Nazi, but, you know? It was crazy for me to think about, like, there were guys like Adolf Eichmann who, after the fall of the Third Reich, he emigrated to North Germany, changed his name to Otto something, and worked, like, on a railroad or whatever, and somehow got away with that. I don't know. Because something about a Nazi, I feel like you know when a fucking dude was a Nazi. Like, I know when a guy's a military guy pretty easily, you know. First off, because in America, they like to wear things that let you know because they haven't necessarily been brought to justice yet. But uh, I just feel like if you met a Nazi, you'd be like, this, fuck, there's no way. What do you, what do you, what do you mean... You fucking left Germany for a little. What are you talking about? You went and made guitars in Spain? No, you didn't, okay? Mussolini was there anyway. But fucking, he got away. And then he went to Argentina, and he changes his name to Ricardo something, which, once again, it's like, if, I mean, in Germany, you could at least, you're still, it makes sense to be German there. If you're a fucking German guy, who acts like a Nazi in Argentina at that time. I don't know how everybody in the village is not like, he's obviously a Nazi. But, I don't know, you got away with it for a little bit. You got away with it for a little bit, but it's crazy to think that he was out in the world walking around while he was living under governments that were not the Third Reich. And he was, he was reading the world news and reading about different governments that were not the Third Reich. 
and looking at Germany's change of power into something that was not the Third Reich and realizing that he is still a person with political opinions. And his political opinions are so fucked up that like could you I couldn't imagine a fucking conversation with him where you're like, well, hey, what do you think about Argentina's new president? He's like, I don't know. I think he should be burning humans, but that's just me. You know what I mean? Like that's just crazy. As an actual member of that, you know, a guy that actually did that. Because there are tons of guys that believe that now, but, you know, they just work at Walmart, and then I find out about them on Twitter, and then I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Bring them to trial. I mean, at this point, we might as well make some sort of, like, internet court or something. I don't know. Not that anything would happen, but just to have a court, and then if they lose, they... I don't know. Don't get to go on YouTube for two weeks. You don't get to go on YouTube until you're not racist, you know. But, um, yeah, I've been watching those. I don't know. I should watch, I mean, I do this. I want to have some sort of career in entertainment. I should find out the things that people are actually writing. But for some reason, the only things I want to watch about are just horrific, terrible things. The Eichmann trial is just crazy because it's like, I watch movies, documentaries about other trials, but it's like, you know, the one about the lady who gets pushed down a staircase called the staircase, you know, I, I watched that one and it's just some guy being like, I didn't kill my wife, you know. But that one is it's just a murder case. There's one murder. You see that. In Oak, but this one you look at, you know, and you look at that husband and, and he's on the stand and you're like, that guy's a piece of shit. He fucking just pushed his wife down the stairs. What a maniac, you know. And that's an understandable. Like I, I can understand that kind of evil. Not that I would ever do it, but one person killing another person, that's those, you just mathematically, the numbers are tangible in my head. But then you, you watch the ADF Eichmann trial and they're like, yeah, it says right here that you oversaw the transport of 3,000 Jews per day to these camps over the course of however many months or years. And he's like, hmm. And it's like, what? Because we got a whole fucking documentary about one lady falling down a staircase. You did that 3,000 fucking times a day? You know? What the fuck are you talking about, you know? And I, you got to look at that guy and just realize, and they talk about that in the documentary, too. They were like, they were struck by how... Uh, physically unimposing he was. Adolf Eichmann himself was a very frail, not very tall, not very big man at all. He was just a piece of shit, you know, which makes total sense. I mean, there's a lot of these guys are, they're all obsessed with super soldiers and uber men just misunderstanding Nietzsche and, you know, they're so obsessed with all this shit. It's just the kind of shit that guys who usually are not buff are into they're like i don't know that's why i don't trust nerds you know it's like nazis were nerds like if hitler was around today he would just be an autistic man who went to graphic design school did not use his graphic design degree and now just has a lot of shitty opinions on movies and stuff 
and ruins parties. And he would work for some company compiling some sort of data to be sent to some server that would just store that data and nobody would ever really see his contribution to the world, which would just be the storage of data. But back then, they didn't have Hulu to distract Hitler. I feel like with how insane Hitler was, as long as there was maybe some good television that could have been streamed into his home at some point, he might have maybe not done all that jazz. That's just a guy that wanted to have hard-lined opinions. Nowadays, you can have hard-lined opinions about tons of fucking shit that are not people, you know? I don't know. I, uh... Starting to sound like I'm being serious. I tell you what, if there's one thing I'm serious about, it is the game of golf. I golfed today with a new bag and new shoes, and boy, would I be lying if I said that that new bag and new shoes did not make me play maybe a one point better. Okay, boy, would I be lying. I had a I had a very fun time out there actually, and. Sometimes when you get new stuff, it works. Isn't it nice when new stuff... We're like, I, I got this new golf bag because mine just broke. It had a thing going through it that kept it sturdy, and then that thing broke, so it looked like a dog with weak hips. It was just falling. It wouldn't really work much as a bag anymore, at least not a golf bag. So I got a new one, and you only get a new thing. And I was walking around, and I was using it, and I was like, this works well, and it... The bottom of it you can set down and then it'll it has sticks that come out so it leans and can stand alone and it just did that so well and you never want to be material obsessed, but isn't it nice when you get a new thing for a function and it just fucking crushes that function? You know what I mean? We're like, God, it's so nice to be happy about the construction of this thing I own. That it didn't fuck me over. You know? That's nice. And I and I had a good day out there. And for how I usually play, it was not really the worst, you know? But I play so bad that, like, me having a good day is, like, I guess I could summarize it as in, like, I think I lost less than four balls. Most of my scores were countable. Every single one was over par. A couple of them were bogeys. I don't know what's happening to me, but I'm 23, and I have discovered a love for cigars and sometimes golf, so... And I think I'm not cool anymore to other kids my age. But nonetheless, still good to be out there. I'm going to call this, and I'm I'm probably going to smoke a cigar after I uh, hit the old off button on our, on our little interface. Uh, but thank you for tuning in to the All Things Golf podcast. And I will see all of you beautiful people very soon. I love you so much.